Good morning. Let's begin our service by singing hymn number 93. Happy the man whose heart can rest, assured God's goodness ne'er will cease. Each day complete with joy is blessed. God keepeth him in perfect peace. Hymn number 93. Scriptural this morning will be given by Betty from California. Jeremiah, thus saith the Lord, Let not the wise man glory in his wisdom, neither let the mighty man glory in his might. Let not the rich man glory in his riches, but let him that glorieth glory in this that he understandeth and knoweth me, that I am the Lord, which exercise loving kindness, 
judgment, and righteousness in the earth. For in these things I delight, saith the Lord. Isaiah, the people that walked in darkness have seen a great light. They that dwell in the land of the shadow of death, upon them hath the light shined. Arise, shine, for thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. Then thou shalt see and flow together, and thine heart shall fear and be enlarged, and thou shalt know that I, the Lord, am thy Savior, and thy Redeemer, the Mighty One of Jacob. Matthew, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father, which is in heaven. Let us now have a moment of silent prayer and follow with the Lord's Prayer and its spiritual interpretation as given in the Christian Science textbook. Our Father, which art in heaven, our Father, Mother, God, all harmonious, hallowed be thy name, adorable one, thy kingdom come, thy kingdom is come, thou art ever present. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Enable us to know, as in heaven, so on earth, God is omnipotent, supreme. Give, Give us this day our daily bread. Give us grace for today. Feed the famished affections. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And love is reflected in love. And lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. And God leadeth us not into temptation, but delivereth us from sin, disease, and death. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, 
For God is infinite, all power, all life, truth, love, over all and all. Now let's sing hymn number 408. Prayer with our waking thought ascends, great God of light, to thee. Darkness is banished in the glow of thy reality. Hymn number 408. Welcome to our Sunday morning service of the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. We begin every Sunday morning here with our roundtable discussion, which is practical instruction in how to live and practice Christian science. And we had another really good session this morning. We always do. So if you missed it, but you can catch it on our website, plainfieldcs.com, and you can also catch it on our YouTube channel. We have a Sunday school for children that meets every Sunday morning at 11 a.m. And that Sunday school has a teleconference number so that any child anywhere in the world can attend by telephone. So if you don't live in the area and have a child of Sunday school age, please call us. We'll give you the number and would love to welcome your child to our Sunday school. We have a testimony meeting every Wednesday evening at 8.15 where you can hear testimonies of healings 
and lives literally saved through the study and practice of Christian science. And at all of our services, we have a nursery available for infants and toddlers, so you can bring the whole family. Our next Bible study session will be in a couple of weeks. It will be Saturday, October 9. And I believe the questions are on the website, so you've got time to study the questions and prepare for a very lively Bible study session, Saturday morning, October 9 at 10 a.m. And for those of you here in Plainfield, since this is the last Sunday in September and the last Sunday in the third quarter, if you haven't picked up your next quarterly or your October full text, please do so. They're available at the book table in the foyer. And speaking of our website, which is full of healing articles, songs, um, testimonies, prior meetings that we've had, services that we've had. There's one article that is really good that I recommend highly, entitled, The Smell of Fire. And this refers to last week's lesson about the three Hebrew boys who survived the furnace. Not only were they not burned, but they didn't even have the smell of fire. So this article addresses that in a totally new way, and I find it very, very helpful. Written by Louise Knight Wheatley, The Smell of Fire. Everyone is welcome here, and that includes all of you who are listening and participating from around the world. And now we will have the reading of a testimony of healing from miscellaneous writings, which attests to the healing power obtained by studying the Christian Science textbook. And that reading will be given this morning by Pam from Virginia. Page 436 of Miscellaneous Writings. I desire to make known the great good that I have received by reading the blessed book, Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures. Four years have now passed since I began to read it. It has been my only healer and teacher, as I never have had an opportunity to go through a class. But I find that the spirit of truth will teach us all things if we will but practice well what we know. After two years and a half of study, I thought as many beginners think that I had traveled over the worst part of the narrow path. Soon after, it came about that I was separated from everyone who had ever heard of Christian science, and I, as I lived in the country, no one came to visit me for about eight months. At first, I thought the Lord had wrought a great evil. I had no one to talk to 
but would take my science and health every morning before going about my work and read. Yet mortal mind would say, you can do no good with no one to talk with. At last, one morning, after listening to the serpent's voice, I looked out at the little wildflowers as they waved to and fro. They seemed to be a living voice, and this is what they said. On earth, peace, goodwill toward men. There was also a mockingbird that would sit on the house and sing. For the first time, I realized that divine love was the only friend I needed. Soon after, I sent the journal to my nearest neighbor by her little son who came to play with my children. Afterwards, she told me that when she began to read it, she said to the family, God has sent this book to me. Calling to see her one evening, I found her suffering from heart disease. I began talking to her about Christian science, and in less than one hour, she declared herself healed. She is today a happy woman. I would say to all suffering ones that if you will buy a copy of this wonderful book, Science and Health, with Key to the Scriptures by the Reverend Mary Baker G. Eddy, and study it and practice its teachings, you will find it a pearl of great price. Mrs. Fanny Meeks, Bells Grayson County, Texas. The lesson sermon for this morning can be found on page 26 of the Independent Christian Science Quarterly. Subject, Reality. The golden text is from John. Said I not unto thee that if thou wouldst believe, thou shouldest see the glory of God, Christ Jesus. The responsive reading, 2 Kings, Romans, and Zephaniah. And when the servant of the man of God was risen early and gone forth, behold, an host compassed the city, both with horses and chariots. And his servant said unto him, Alas, my master, how shall we do? And he answered, Fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed. 
because that which may be known of God is manifest. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead. The King of Israel, even the Lord, is in the midst of thee. Thou shalt not see evil any more. I will read from the Bible. Psalms. Blessed art thou, O Lord. Teach me thy statutes. Open thou mine eyes, that I may behold wondrous things out of thy law. Isaiah. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness the people. But the Lord shall arise upon thee, and his glory shall be seen upon thee. And the Gentiles shall come to thy light, and kings to the brightness of thy rising. Lift up thine eyes round about, and see. Violence shall no more be heard in thy land, wasting nor destruction within thy borders. But thou shalt call thy walls salvation, and thy gates praise. The sun shall be no more thy light by day, neither for brightness shall the moon give light unto thee. But the Lord shall be unto thee an everlasting light, and thy God thy glory. Thy sun shall no more go down, neither shall thy moon withdraw itself. For the Lord shall be thine everlasting light, and the days of thy mourning shall be ended. Second Corinthians. Therefore, seeing we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we faint not, but have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine upon them. For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, hath shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, 
worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. John. So Jesus came again into Cana of Galilee, where he had made the water wine. And there was a certain nobleman whose son was sick at Capernaum. When he heard that Jesus was come out of Judea into Galilee, he went unto him and besought him that he would come down and heal his son, for he was at the point of death. Then said Jesus unto him, Except ye see signs and wonders, ye will not believe. The nobleman saith unto him, Sir, come down, ere my child die. Jesus saith unto him, Go thy way, thy son liveth. And the man believed the word that Jesus had spoken unto him, and he went his way. And as he was now going down, his servants met him and told him, saying, Thy son liveth. Then inquired he of them the hour when he began to amend. And they said unto him, Yesterday, at the seventh hour, the fever left him. So the father knew that it was at the same hour in the which Jesus said unto him, Thy son liveth, and himself believed, and his whole house and early in the morning he came again into the temple. And all the people came unto him, and he sat down and taught them. Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. And as Jesus passed by, he saw a man which was blind from his birth. And his disciples asked him, saying, Master, who did sin, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, Neither hath this man sinned nor his parents, but that the works of God should be made manifest in him. When he had thus spoken, he spat on the ground and made clay of the spittle, and he anointed the eyes of the blind man with the clay, and said unto him, Go, wash in the pool of Siloam, which is, by interpretation, sent. He went his way, therefore, and washed, and came seeing. And Jesus said, For judgment I am come into this world, 
that they which see not might see, and that they which see might be made blind. And some of the Pharisees which were with him heard these words, and said unto him, Are we blind also? Jesus said unto them, If ye were blind, ye should have no sin. But now ye say, We see, therefore your sin remaineth. 1 Corinthians Your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. But as it is written, Eye hath not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. But God hath revealed them unto us by his Spirit. For the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Colossians, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son. For by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created by him and for him. And you that were sometime alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now hath he reconciled. Even the mystery which hath been hid from ages and from generations, but now is made manifest to his saints, to whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Amanda from Missouri will now read. I will read correlative passages from Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures by Mary Baker Eddy. All reality is in God and His creation, harmonious and eternal. That which He creates is good, and He makes all that is made. There is but one way to heaven, harmony, and Christ in divine science shows us this way. It is to know no other reality, to have no other consciousness of life than good, God, and his reflection, and to rise superior to the so-called pain and pleasure of the senses. He who has the true idea of good 
loses all sense of evil, and by reason of this is being ushered into the undying realities of spirit. Such a one abideth in life, life obtained not of the body incapable of supporting life, but of truth unfolding its own immortal idea. Jesus gave the true idea of being, which results in infinite blessings to mortals. As mortals gain more correct views of God and man, multitudinous objects of creation, which before were invisible, will become visible. When we realize that life is spirit, never in nor of matter, this understanding will expand into self-completeness, finding all in God good and needing no other consciousness. Sickness, sin, and death are the vague realities of human conclusions. Life, truth, and love are the realities of divine science. They dawn in faith and glow full-orbed in spiritual understanding. As a cloud hides the sun, it cannot extinguish. So false belief silences for a while the voice of immutable harmony. But false belief cannot destroy science, armed with faith, hope, and fruition. What is termed material sense can report only a mortal, temporary sense of things, whereas spiritual sense can bear witness only to truth. To material sense, the unreal is the real, until this sense is corrected by Christian science. Spiritual sense, contradicting the material senses, involves intuition, hope, faith, understanding, fruition, reality. Reality is spiritual, harmonious, immutable, immortal, divine, eternal. The realities of being, its normal action, and the origin of all things are unseen to mortal sense. Whereas the unreal and imitative movements of mortal belief, which would reverse the immortal modus and action, are styled the real. Whoever contradicts this mortal mind supposition of reality is called a deceiver, or is said to be deceived. If the master had not taken a student and taught the unseen verities of God, he would not have been crucified. The determination to hold spirit in the grasp of matter is the persecutor of truth and love. Material sense never helps mortals to understand spirit, God. Through spiritual sense only, man comprehends and loves deity. 
the various contradictions of the science of mind by the material senses do not change the unseen truth, which remains forever intact. Sight, hearing, all the spiritual senses of man are eternal. They cannot be lost. Their reality and immortality are in spirit and understanding, not in matter, hence their permanence. All says, for the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made. Romans 1, 20. When the substance of spirit appears in Christian science, the nothingness of matter is recognized. Where the spirit of God is, and there is no place where God is not, evil becomes nothing, the opposite of the something of spirit. If there is no spiritual reflection, then there remains only the darkness of vacuity and not a trace of heavenly tints. In Revelation 21, 1, we read, And I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. The revelator was on our plane of existence, while yet beholding what the eye cannot see, that which is invisible to the uninspired thought. This testimony of Holy Writ sustains the fact in science that the heavens and earth to one human consciousness, that consciousness which God bestows, are spiritual, while to another, the unillumined human mind, the vision is material. This shows unmistakably that what the human mind terms matter and spirit indicates states and stages of consciousness. Accompanying this scientific consciousness was another revelation, even the declaration from heaven, supreme harmony, that God, the divine principle of harmony, is ever with men, and they are his people. Thus man was no longer regarded as a miserable sinner, but as the blessed child of God. Why? Because St. John's corporeal sense of the heavens and earth had vanished, and in place of this false sense was the spiritual sense, the subjective state by which he could see the new heaven and new earth, which involved the spiritual idea and consciousness of reality. This is scriptural authority for concluding that such a recognition of being is and has been possible to men in this present state of existence. That we can become conscious here and now of a cessation of death, sorrow, and pain. This is indeed a foretaste of absolute Christian science. Take heart, dear sufferer, 
for this reality of being will surely appear sometime, and in some way. There will be no more pain, and all tears will be wiped away. Let us learn of the real and eternal, and prepare for the reign of spirit, the kingdom of heaven, the reign and rule of universal harmony, which cannot be lost nor remain forever unseen. When we learn the way in Christian science and recognize man's spiritual being, we shall behold and understand God's creation. All the glories of earth and heaven and man. Let us have a moment of silent prayer for our world. Let's now sing hymn number 206. O God, our Father, Mother, love, purge thou our hearts from sin, that in thy radiancy divine we may with eyes undimmed define thy will, reality. Hymn number 206.
something that can't be known Brick by brick imaginings I'm alone with my own being And the reality of things Alone, but not a solitary Let's now sing hymn number 85. God of truth, eternal good, lift our hearts to revelation that thou mayest be understood, thou the rock of our salvation. All thy love we have for loving, all thy truth is ours for proving. Hymn number 85.
I will read from the Christian Science textbook, The Scientific Statement of Being, and the correlative passage from 1 John 3rd chapter. There is no life, truth, intelligence, nor substance in matter. All is infinite mind and its infinite manifestation. For God is all in all. Spirit is immortal truth. Matter is immortal error. Spirit is the real and eternal. Matter is the unreal and temporal. Spirit is God, and man is his image and likeness. Therefore, man is not material. He is spiritual. Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us, that we shall be called the sons of God. Therefore the word knoweth not, because it knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it does not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And every man that hath this hope in him purify himself, even as he is pure. For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, hath shined in our hearts, to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.